every choice and desire to give is the real part that's impactful. It's not the dollar amount, it's the desire to be involved and to make a difference. Welcome to the Essentially Translatable Podcast, brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. I'm Richard Rudowski. And I'm Emily Wilson. And we are going to pick up with a series that we have, uh, some uh, brief conversations with the new leadership here at Lutheran Bible Translators. I had the privilege to sit down with Alyssa Petty, our new development director here. We had a great conversation. But before we dive into that, Emily, let's say that people are realizing that they have difficulty finding the podcast or they want to be sure it shows up when they need it. They can always find it. Mm -hmm. How are they going to do that? We recommend subscribing to the podcast. So whatever your podcast platform is that you like to use, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, the like that you would be able to see exactly when a new podcast drops find Essentially Translatable on your podcast platform and hit that subscribe button, and then you'll be notified as soon as a new one comes out. All right. Alyssa Petty started serving with Lutheran Bible Translators in 2019 as an assistant in the development office and has served several roles with us and began serving as the director for development January 1st of 2023. We hope you enjoy this conversation with Alyssa. I'm here in the studio today with Alyssa Petty, Lutheran Bible Translator's brand new Director for Development. Great to have you in the studio. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. And of course, not brand new to Lutheran Bible Translators, though. You started with us back in 2019. So tell us a little bit about your background. You're one of the folks that's from around here, as we say, and how you got connected to the Ministry of Bible Translation. Yes. I grew up here in Concordia, uh, born and raised, and my family is still around. My background is early childhood and elementary education. I was excited to be a teacher, and then God had other plans. (laughs) I had an in-home daycare so I could stay home with my girls. Absolutely loved that, and just being in their lives was a true blessing, and being able to impact other kids' lives, too, as they were growing. But as my girls got older and were in school, I was looking for something different, and I had been praying for a while for something different, and God just opened that door. How many kiddos did you have in the daycare, and how long were you doing that? So I had the daycare for seven years, Uh um, and it varied. At one point, I had eight kids, so it was definitely a busy time. But when I closed my daycare, I had three. And was that the extent of your teaching experience, or did you teach in a school at any point? I did some long-term subbing for different schools and really enjoyed that. I actually got to be a kindergarten teacher for six weeks while their teacher was on maternity leave and loved that. I also worked up at Cerner in Kansas City in their daycare, and so I was one of the daycare teachers there. Okay, and so before you came on staff at Lutheran Bible Translator, so you already knew a little bit about the ministry and were involved in your church and community. Talk a little bit about that, too. Yeah, so I knew the basics of it. Um, Didn't really know in depth. I knew that it was a good organization. I mean, sharing God's Word seems like a no-brainer. Right. But uh, with my LWML group, um, I had learned more about mission just in general and going to different LWML conventions and and getting to learn more about really how God was moving throughout the world. And so that kind of started a little bit more. All right. And so this is a a fun little story because uh, we we both have a different uh, side of the story here. But talk about 
how you actually then came to work with Lutheran Bible Translators, what transpired and, and how you got connected with us. Yes. So in the church bulletin, there was a job opening for a director for communications. And I read it and I looked at Kent and I was like, I feel like I'm so close to apply for this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, then apply. <laughs> like it was just so simple to him. And I was like, but I don't meet any of the credentials. I don't qualify for applying. And he's like, if you're supposed to apply, apply. Right. So I did. <laughs> Didn't get the job though. <laughs> Didn't get the job. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, from our side in leadership, we had posted the a couple of positions, the communications director and a assistant in the development office. And so by the time you applied, we already knew who we're going with in the communications director role, but we had just lost our development assistant. And uh, David says, well, we have this this applicant, Alyssa Petty. And I was like, oh, I follow Alyssa Petty on Facebook. She has, <laughs> <laughs> she has a great video series of uh, in the car line, uh, picking yep. up kids. Talk a little bit about the, the car line videos. <laughs> the car line videos. Those were so much fun. So as I had the daycare kids that I cared for in my home, we would go and pick up my daughters and another daycare kid from school when they were finished. And so we'd be sitting in car line and I just started doing these videos. And so it would be kids in the background sharing about random things throughout the day or giving tips to parents on if uh, they're having moments of frustration and just trying to ease that. Um, so it was a lot of fun and you never knew what the kids were going to say. It was That's great. Right. <laughs> that was so, so much fun. So I was like this, yeah, she would be great in our development office <laughs> talking to folks on the phone. Yeah. So we we're great to, to, or glad to bring you on board in the development office that was in 2019. Yes. And then your role has shifted over the years between then and now. So why don't we uh, guide our listeners through the, the journey you've been on with us here? Yeah, so came in as development assistant um, and really got to work with the development team and learn the priorities um, within Lutheran Bible translators and just philanthropy in general. And then moved in between working with communications and development, just making sure that both teams were meeting each other's needs and coordinating that connection a little bit more. And now development director. Yeah, so ironically, that original job that you didn't get, you had. And uh, (laughs) very much very thankful that you guided us through a season there in a combined uh, communications and development group. The podcast listeners will have heard our interview last week with Seth, the uh, new brand and marketing director, and that his coming on board then frees you up to focus on development work. So let's talk a little bit about development and the sort of the, the joy of philanthropy and some of the values that you have that um, make you excited about this role? So philanthropy, we have just in general, people love to give mm-hmm. in whatever way they can, whether it's giving their time, giving their treasure, giving their advice. And so being in this role and connecting with people and helping them fulfill the way that they want to give is exciting to me. Yeah. So how do you see that, that play out some? As I'm talking with donors on the phone, getting to hear their values, why they want to give and and how it fits with Bible translation and God's word impacts their lives, impacts all of our lives in different ways. And so they see that impact in their life and they want to share that gift with other people. And so it is a true joy to give in that way. So as you've now stepped into the role coming you know, all the way from the entry level as the assistant in development, you know the nuts and bolts of the work. 
You've built a lot of relationships with the staff and the organization and in the front-facing role of being with people. And so you really emphasize the, the critical part of philanthropy and development work is just being present and building relationships with people. Talk a little bit about that and how you've witnessed that, that principle play out in Bible translation ministry. So on different visits that I've gone on, spending time with people in their homes and getting to know them on a deeper level, getting to hear about their families and um, their passions. And so relationships are really everything in what we do, Um, building relationships here in the United States, building relationships in language communities around the world. And God uses those relationships to his glory. Yeah, that's really true, how uh, the Lord brings those things together. There's a a great story you once told me about from your childhood that kind of forms this view of of relationship and giving and the importance of it and the joy of it that I'd love for you to share with our listeners. Yeah, so I can remember being little and going into my dad's office. My dad is a farmer, and so in the evenings, that's what he did. He was in his office, and there would be stacks of bills that needed to be paid, but there would also be stacks of envelopes for Uh, organizations that were sending their appeals. And my dad was so amazing at trusting in God that all the bills would be paid. And Mm -hmm. he always wanted to give. He just had that heart for mission and wanting to be involved and say yes. (laughs) And so just coming from that perspective of trusting God that everything was going to be okay and that he could give even in the times when maybe he didn't feel like he had much to give. Right. And that's such an important aspect of knowing that uh, whatever you have to give, whether it feels like it's a lot or maybe it just feels like a little, that there's the opportunity to give and be involved. How would you encourage people to live that out in their lives and to just approach that aspect of things? I think there's time for prayer in that. And in my life, I felt God nudging me in other ways. Um, It just, it feels like God's talking to me. I feel like giving a certain amount it just a number pops in my head. I'm like, I don't know where that came from. Okay. <laughs> you know, it might be giving five dollars here or there or giving a hundred dollars, whatever it might be. But just being in that constant communication with God and and following where He is guiding you to go and every choice and desire to give is the real part that's impactful. It's not the dollar amount, it's the desire to be involved and to make a difference. Yeah, I think that's such a critical point. I I can remember an important mentor in my life talking about this aspect of giving. And I came from a family that was, that was pretty poor and just really having it impactful that the Lord doesn't want your money. He wants your heart and yeah, how you invest in, pray for, contribute financially to the degree you can, but the Lord's not looking for you to give something or to take something away from you materially, right? He wants your heart. And yeah, one of the ways you can show where your heart is, is by what's important to you, what's on your mind, Mm -hmm. what you pay attention to and, and how you give. So I think one of the joys you've talked about in uh, working in development is getting to sit with people and hear why they got involved in giving to Bible translation ministry and praying for Bible translation ministry. And so those great stories, what's, how have you been encouraged by those stories and what's one of your favorite ones? Getting to talk with uh, one specific donor, just asking them, you know, how God has used his word to impact their lives Mm -hmm. and sitting in there in that moment and hearing from making decisions for their business and how just being there and the donors in tears, just thinking about how they were really struggling with their business and really wanting guidance and 
a Bible verse would just pop in their mind. All right. And so it's, it's being in God's word that reading it, hearing it and just digesting it. And it becomes part of their life that it leads them in every decision that they make and being able to rely on God for the times that are struggles or the times that are joys and just rejoicing. God's word is there through all of it. Yeah, that's so true. I've had conversations with uh, a lot of folks and these conversations come up of, you know, why is Christianity important? Why is the word of God important? And I think it's, it's really critical that, I mean, what I say to them is I don't know how people who don't have the comfort of the word of God can actually function, you know? Right. How does that play out in your own life and with your own family? What's the the value of the Word of God for for you? Well, just being part of the organization has really increased the amount of time that I spend in the Word, mm-hmm. and I just think that that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and just the the way that everyone in the organization is dedicated to their own lives being in the Word, and I think that's where it starts. But for my family, you know, my girls and I, as we're driving to school, we're, we're praying um, as we're driving. And so just thinking about the different ways that God has used this in my life and then sharing it with my girls. So they have memory verses that they are supposed to memorize throughout the week. And so with Lily, I'm like, okay, do you understand what this means? And she's like, no, you know, she's just looking at the words and trying to remember them. But if we can talk through it, and she can understand it, then she can apply it for her life. It's not just words for her at that point. It's definitely that more than words. It impacts her entire life. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about more than words since you brought it up. Yeah. (laughs) The more than words campaign for scripture impact is number one on uh, your plate. Tell uh, listeners a little bit about the campaign and why it's important. The More Than Words campaign is an opportunity for Lutheran Bible translators to make a shift in Bible translation. We still continue to do the same work that we were before, but just presenting it to to people in a different way. So we have Bible translation, we have scripture engagement, and then we also have the capacity aspect of Bible translation. Mm -hmm. So it is providing resources for the different language communities wherever they might be. And so it might be uh, training for leaders in that area. It might be equipment for them to successfully do the translation work or to have the scripture engagement. And so the More Than Words campaign is focusing on that. How can we invest in leaders around the world that are wanting to do this, but they just don't have the resources that they need? And so being able to provide that to them. Yeah. For those church ministry leaders who have that passion and mission and vision, want to share with their community, or they've recognized, hey, there's a neighboring community here that I could be, you know, an everyday missionary. I could, I could reach out across this barrier and share the gospel, but I need help. I need to understand how. And uh, in Lutheran Bible Translators, the More Than Words campaign, right, addresses that that gap in funding that uh, there's a, a lot of resources that are aimed at are kind of traditional. Yes, investing in the ongoing Bible translation projects, but investing in that local capacity. Why is that so important that the local church and local church leaders build their capacity in this season? They will be able to reach more people than what we can. I mean, it just makes sense. If you have more people involved, you're going to impact more lives. Yeah. And so for them to have the capacity, the resources that they need to make it happen, it's going to happen faster. You know, it's going to take 
less time because more people are doing the work together. Yeah. So the More Than Words campaign is in full swing now, public phase. Tell the audience a little bit about how it's going and, and what's coming up next. Yes. Yeah, so we started the public phase of the campaign in February, and it's exciting to launch that with 70% of the goal funded. Uh, so the campaign's goal is $43.9 million. And so with 70% funded, we are excited to be in the public phase now and have more people involved. And so with that, people can join us by prayer. That is the biggest thing that they can do for first and foremost, praying for all the language communities that are still waiting for God's word, praying for the language communities that are right now in the work, praying for God to open doors for new partnerships and here in the United States, but also elsewhere. And then to financially give. Um, people give in a, a joyful manner and they're going to be excited about it. And we're excited to help them fulfill their desires to be involved. Can you talk a little bit about some of the specifics that the campaign seeks to achieve in the field setting and, and where we're at? Yes. So we are, as far as capacity goes, we have, last year we dedicated a building in Ethiopia for Bible translation training. Mm -hmm. And so it's exciting to see that that one has um, been completed and now it's moving on to other buildings like it in different contexts. So it's being able to allow a space for the translators to work and having the equipment that they need. And then we also have a goal of 144 language communities where we're going to be serving. Right now we're in 131, and that's just amazing how God has opened those doors and not knowing yet exactly where those other languages are going to come from, mm -hmm. but that God is just going to continue to move and make that happen. So you talk about 131 of the 144 languages, but where did we start? We started at 72 languages, and that was where, when the campaign before it started, um, it was the idea, let's just double it. Let's see where it leads. We didn't know how to make those goals, and it was like, okay, if we're in 72 languages, what does it look like to double it? And it's amazing to see how we're already as far as we are. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the building and potential future buildings, both to house the project, but what's the real critical piece of that when you think of capacity building? So with the building in Ethiopia, um, it is going to be self-sustaining. So okay. that is a huge part of it, that the building itself will be income generating to help fund the translation projects themselves. And so that way, right there in Ethiopia, all the funds will be coming in used for the translation work for the other languages in Ethiopia, but then also beyond that too. Yeah. So again, in this season, then that level of capacity building where in Ethiopia and, you know, the listeners to the podcast may remember, but why, why is it Ethiopia where these biggest infrastructure projects happen? Well, we have a wonderful connection with the Makani Yesus Seminary, mm -hmm. and they are already doing translation work. And so bringing in those local leaders there that are now trained in it. Right. There's also so many languages that are in Ethiopia alone. And so having that connection, but then also being able to spread into other countries where the Ethiopians can go that maybe Lutheran Bible translators, missionaries can't be. Right, exactly. That aspect of, in this season, the More Than Words campaign meeting its objectives, especially in the, the partner capacity and infrastructure development, empowers and creates at, at this level a partner that is side by side with Lutheran Bible translators, and they are sent then into certain areas, and we can then say, we're going to focus over here, because uh, 
we're part of a collective impact alliance with that objective to have a Bible translation or some amount of scripture in every language that needs it in the next 10 years. And so this is our, our way to contribute through the More Than Words campaign. Yes. One of my joys here in the office with you uh, is that on most school days, your daughters are also here in the office and are some of our best volunteers and <laughs> help us out with a lot of things. But recently, uh, during one of their school spirit weeks, there was a dress-up day and uh, one of your daughters on Hero Day dressed like her hero. And who was her hero? It was me. That was you <laughs> and missionary Alyssa. And I love it that your daughters talk about your work as, as being a missionary. And it's really exciting because you are, you know, the, we are all uh, called into God's mission and to use our gifts in the way that he has given them to us for some of them. Uh, for some of us, it's to go and be somewhere intercultural. And for some of us, it is to be praying and mobilizing support. So what a great vision. I love that. Thank um, you. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Uh, the girls were talking about who they wanted to dress up as. And it was just right away. It was like, well, I want to be you. <laughs> <laughs> and then last minute they switched. And so the other girl wanted to be me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so it's very humbling to be their heroes. How can we be praying for you in this season as you take up this role now focused on development as the director of development part of the lead team here at Lutheran Bible Translators? Prayers for guidance and wisdom. God is going to accomplish his will. And so being part of that is an incredible gift. But just making sure that we're following according to how he wants things to go. Uh, so that guidance and wisdom is big. And then also just prayers for the people out there um, that God has called that they might not know yet how they're going to be involved. But just prayers for them as they have discernment on how to move forward and, and how to be involved. Very good. We will definitely be praying for you. So great to have you on the team. It's a great blessing to me personally, and thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much. It's an honor. So as I listened to this interview with Alyssa and having her as my supervisor, it is just incredible to hear her heart for people being in God's mission and giving from their heart. I was reminded of the widow's might, mm -hmm. and it, it wasn't <laughs> what the widow contributed financially. Right. It was her faith and her trust in what the Lord would provide. And so Alyssa being able to walk alongside our partners in prayer and financially helping to assist in stewardship, how it is that God has given them um, resources and, and time and connections and how they might be able to use them in the ministry for Bible translation. Yeah, and there are a lot of donors out there whose uh, highlight of their week or month is that phone call they get from Alyssa where she talks with them, prays with them, uh, such a, a great and a gentle spirit in their lives, a spirit of encouragement. She's just really gifted in that relational building and uh, and yeah, just a, just a joy to work with. Alyssa talked about the More Than Words campaign as well, the Campaign for Scripture Impact. We want to be sure that uh, you know how to be involved in the Campaign for Scripture Impact, so the one and only Emily Wilson will fill you in. I was going to say, we would <laughs> love for you to join us in prayer, in advocacy, 
or in giving um, programs around the world, uh, having an impact in capacity, building up a sustainable framework for our partners, our ministry entrepreneurs, deeper engagement to be able to read the words of scripture and digest them and grow in them and to be able to have a multiplied effort mm-hmm. and Bible translation of the New and Old Testament, a panoramic Bible, whatever the program is, you can partner alongside of it. So I want to encourage you, if you are feeling moved to be able to connect with Alyssa Petty uh, further and how God might be using you in his mission, want to encourage you to reach out to development at lbt.org. Yep. And uh, in the meantime, to check out the campaign as well, you can go to go.lbt.org and right on that homepage is uh, all the information about the More Than Words campaign for Scripture Impact, that invitation to get involved by praying. Uh, this, this campaign and our strategy is founded in prayer, and go.lbt.org will get you there. Thank you for listening to the Essentially Translatable podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. You can find past episodes of the podcast at lbt.org podcast, or subscribe on Audible, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Lutheran Bible Translators social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or go to lbt.org to find out how you can get involved in the Bible translation movement and put God's Word in their hands. The Essentially Translatable podcast is produced and edited by Andrew Olson. Our executive producer is Emily Wilson. Podcast artwork was designed by Caleb Rodewald and Sarah Rodowski. Music written and performed by Rob Veit. I'm Rich Rodowski. So long for now.